Yo, what's going on guys and welcome to another episode of Our Shared Experience. Today, I'm going to be talking about the five lessons that I've learned from my five-month-old son. <laughs> now, you guys might not be baby crazy, you might be young and you're like, I don't know if I can relate to any of this, but the truth of the matter is, the young mind is probably the most powerful mind. It is completely untainted and not unencumbered um, by society and the rules in which the fake rules in which are often thrown at us and, and bury us under the soot of false truths of what this world is. Um, I know that that sounds kind of heavy, but I really do think that we are we are born in such beautiful bodies and as beautiful minds, right? And, um, you know, getting right into it, I think one of the first and most important lessons that my son River has taught me is this, this lesson of letting emotions be emotions, right? Letting how he feels, one, be expressed, right? He, he can't communicate with words yet, so he lets us know how he's feeling by crying or laughing or um, and, and just getting it out of his body, Ugh, getting it out. So many of us um, hold in our emotions. We don't cry. I personally am like, I, I wish that I could cry more. I cry more happy tears when I'm watching a movie and someone succeeds or I'm watching a competition and someone gets on that podium and that you could tell that, that it was their dream. Like That's when I can emote. But when I'm sad, when a member of uh, my uncle dies, there's a part of me that is like almost trying to fight my tears into existence because I know it's in there. But for whatever reason, I've stopped having the ability to let that out. And I, I'm not sure where that came from because I used to be a very sensitive child. I used to uh, cry all the time and, and, and my family and people would say that I'm I'm too sensitive. They would say that, yeah, oh, he's a very sensitive person. And, and all of a sudden becoming sensitive became a negative thing. So I think I built up this wall to stop myself from quote unquote being sensitive, which was actually just expressing and emoting the inner emotional reaction that I was having to the outer world. Um, so outside of just his ability to emote, it's also one of the coolest things is watching him go from crying to laughing and and watching how he's not held down by the fact that his emotions are the the thing that that people think okay well he's sad so I should he should continue to be sad um, there's none of that that like encumbers him to like stay in an emotion he doesn't have to he goes okay I express that but now you're doing something funny and I think that's cool and I'm going to laugh and I'm happy and da da da. And like, so not just his ability to express his emotions, but also his ability to, to move through them, right? Not get stuck in them. And that is something that I think is super powerful. The second lesson that I believe that my son has taught me recently is his sort of blind determination. Now he's five months and he's literally like completely determined to walk. And I don't know if you guys know this, but the youngest baby to ever walk was six months old. So he's, he's on 
He's on track to like literally break a world record before he's six months, which is like a whole nother conversation we should have because I personally am trying not to feed that excitement that's inside me and like all of a sudden turn into this like Russian trainer where I'm like, you need to walk, we gotta break this record. It's not about that. I think what's what's really cool is like his abilities his strengths, his, you know, he's pulling himself up, he's holding his head up, he's hitting all these physical milestones way before he's supposed to be um, in re regards to what the average is, with the regards to what doctors are saying he should be doing and books are saying that, you know, they should be doing. And I think what's really cool about it is he doesn't know that. So his blind determination to just do the thing he wants to do, he's not restricted by the rules or guidelines or societal whatever like uh, limits that have been kind of forced upon him saying hey you're only four months old you're not you should you don't have to worry about lifting your head you shouldn't be able to do that yet so just lay there you know he's like screw this I want to walk around I want to touch things I want to see the world I got I got things to do I want to get moving um, and he gets upset if he's not if you know if we're not holding him up if he's not trying to balance if he's not trying to walk around he actually is like gets frustrated. He's like, I want to be able to do this. Let me do this. Uh, and because of that, he has become very mobile. He's also flexing a lot of like creative problem solving skills because he can't crawl or walk yet. So he's like figuring out ways to like sit up, roll over here, sit up, roll over there, sit up and, and like finding these cool movement patterns to get to where he wants to go. Um, and it's all because he doesn't know that he's not supposed to be able to do that quote-unquote right um, and then the third lesson is everything is what he makes it right you can give him a, a picture a piece of paper and it's not like okay I have to look at this picture it's all of a sudden like oh look what happens when I bend it um, you give him these stacking cups right and it's like it's not like Oh, it's how I stack it. It's how I look through it. It's he's he's at the point where like I think a lot of it, a lot of what I'm talking about today is like ripping down what things are supposed to be and turning them into what you can create them to be. And so much of what I see in him is his ability to just like pick something up or look at a box and 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 make it into something, right? It's the imagination but it's also just like the freedom of not knowing what it is that is allowing him to make it what he wants it to be. And that's really kind of cool. Okay, then the fourth point is listening to your body, right? I, I love that we would love for him to have a schedule, right? We'd love for him to be able to like, oh, he goes to sleep every two hours, he needs a nap, he naps for an hour. Uh, he wakes up, this is what he wants to do, he eats here, but it's not what has happened. He listens to his body and some days, uh, many mornings, he will go two hours before needing a nap and that nap sometimes ranges between 30 to 30 minutes to sometimes an hour and a half. Um, but sometimes, you know, when we're playing a lot and he's getting exhausted, all of a sudden he'll take a two hour nap and you're like, Oh man, that's crazy. Like that's such a difference. Um, 
And then other times, you know, he won't go two hours of being awake. He'll go an hour and be like, start being like, I'm tired, getting frustrated, I need to sleep. And I think that's something that like, we don't do enough. We don't listen to our bodies. We get stuck in a routine and then we start to have this expectation of how we should feel, right? Oh, I work a nine to five, I work a nine to five, I work a nine to five. Well, sometimes in the routine, we get tired. And if we don't listen to our bodies, if we don't give ourselves that break, um, then, then we're, we're pushing ourselves past our limit. And in doing so, we become burnt out, we become exhausted. And yes, I understand that some of us have nine to five jobs and we, we can't go take a nap or we can't go close our eyes and meditate and take a break or shut off from social media, right? We, but what we need to do is, is give ourselves those moments, right? And, and maybe it is during your lunch break, not looking at your phone because your brain actually just needs to like chill the hell out for a second. Um, so I, I urge you to do that. Listen to yourself today. Listen to your mind. Listen to your body. If you're feeling exhausted, if you're feeling like, you know, this morning was the first morning in a while I didn't turn on the cold water after the steam sauna, um, after my meditation, because I was like, I just don't want to do it. I feel like I just need, like, I need to be comfortable today. I want to sit in the, in the warmth. I want to, like, I want today to be my marshmallow day. I want to just kind of like chill out and, and give myself the opportunity to just relax a little bit. And to be honest with you, I was actually going to take a break uh, and not film one of these uh, podcasts today. But I got excited. I started thinking about the stuff and I was like, and that was cool because I, I released my duty or pressure of having to come do this. And... I then got excited about this subject matter and was like, yeah, I want to go do it. And that is, that is the beauty of, of listening to yourself. Because when we feel like we're forcing ourselves into something, that is when probably we need to like step back. And by stepping back, we then can get excited about the world that we're living in and, and the place we are. Um, and then the last point here is that my son River doesn't let his past failures determine his future success. You know, he falls down, maybe he hits his head, maybe he smashes his butt. He gets upset and then he releases it and he forgets it. And he goes, you know, I'm going to try that again. And I think that is something that we as people don't do enough. You know, we, we attempt something and we either get embarrassed or we fail at it or we realize oh, we're not good at it, so why should I continue to do it? And the truth is because we don't know what we can do if we continue to try. And if we don't feel like, if we don't put ourselves against even past failures, right? Because I feel like a lot of times when we fail at something, we then add it to a big bucket of like other failures. And we all look at all these times I failed. Look, I failed this. I wasn't able to do that because I failed that. But if we let our passion and our determination fuel us, then everything that's ever happened in the past doesn't matter because it's what we're going to do in the future. It's the steps and progressions we're taking now that are going to allow us to succeed little by little into what we really want out of life. So, yeah, it's kind of cool having a, a five-month-old son 
already teaching me like major life lessons and, and being this really cool reflection of my own possibility. And um, I'm going to keep trying to open doors for him and allow him to grow and, and do what he wants and, and progress at the pace in which he is excited to progress at. Um, but at the same time, I'm going to learn as much as I possibly can from being around such a young, untainted mind. And I hope that these lessons helped you today. And if they did, be sure to subscribe, hit that notification bell, that like if you really enjoyed this. And if you're listening on any of the major podcast platforms, be sure to subscribe to it and leave a review. Much love, guys. This was a fun one for me. I hope you enjoyed it. Let me know if you did. Peace out.